Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. This is your host, Court Dunn, here. And today we actually don't have a guest. Today we are going to do something special. We've had a lot of learnings. We've had a lot of great guests from various uh, walks of life and who have worked on really great projects. And uh, there are a lot of great learnings in there. So we wanted to actually go back, look through those episodes, pull out all those insights that inspired us and that we think would really inspire you. So we hope you take something away from this and uh, enjoy the show. Super excited today to have both Alan Dean Foster and Michael Kogi on the show. So I had to give one piece of advice, whether you want to become a writer or a composer or a painter or a sculptor or a pastry chef, I'd say you have to do something, you have to do some of it every day. You cannot take a couple of days off and wait for inspiration to strike and then write something or paint something and then take another couple of days off and wait for inspiration to strike again. It's a matter of sitting down or standing up or whatever position you have to be in and doing it. Otherwise, you will never perfect your craft, you'll never get good at it, and nothing will ever happen for you. So do a little something every day. Don't, if you, look, if you want to write for Star Wars, you got to write, you, you don't just want to write for Star Wars, you know? I mean, in order to be a writer, you have to, you want to write for everything, I think. And there's, you know, um, there's just so, you have to be your own voice and you have to have your own ideas. And I, I don't, you know, I didn't get in this just to write Star Wars. Uh, I got in this because I wanted to to tell stories, and you know, Star Wars at one point will move on, and my career will move move on. And uh, but I I will hopefully you know be able to to do something else, and I think that's really really important. Uh, so to do your own original material, I mean, that's how you're going to get noticed, and that's what you're going to be most proud of. Today's guest is Kyle Larson. Kyle is an author of novels for young adults, including his latest novel, The Pirates of Mercury, and also a writer for Star Wars Newsnet and a contributor for Movie Newsnet. The best thing that was said to me, uh, well, not said to me, but that I read was from, uh, you know, take Stephen King for what you will, uh, but he did write a fantastic book uh, about the process of writing called On Writing. And that is that Writing, and I hope I don't butcher this quote too much, but writing is not a support system for life. It is the other way around. And that is something that I think people sometimes take to an extreme that like, I need to be this writer and I need to hole up in a room for eight hours a day and write 10,000 words a day and that kind of thing. And it's like, no, that's, you're, you're not gonna, you're trying to write about something that's relatable to people and you're trying to make something accessible to people and bring them some joy. joy. And you can't do that if you're just like, toiling away at a keyboard nonstop and you're missing out on your life, missing out on human interaction. So I guess what I would say, and, and something that's been huge for me is making sure that there's a balance there, making sure that, and I know that that sounds super cliched to say, but, but make sure that you are living your life and that you're, you're not putting this, this thing that you do that you're passionate about, don't put it before other people in your life and don't, don't put it before life experiences that you could have. You know, I remember like scheduling a vacation that I was going to take and I got kind of nervous because I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. When am I going to be able to write or, you know, am I going to have time to write when I'm back at the hotel or things like that? And then, you know, it just kind of dawned on me like 
that's not what this is about, you know, (laughs) like you got to get out there and you got to live. And then those experiences will support your writing and those life experiences and the joy that you find in your everyday life and getting outside and into the world. That's, what's going to make you a better writer. And that's, what's going to make your writing, uh, become easier is because you have that, that positive kind of mental stability, I guess that you, that you are getting out into the world and you're not just holed up and, in some tiny room writing. Today's guest is Anthony Johnston. Anthony is a New York Times bestselling writer of books, film, video games, and graphic novels, including The Exforia Code, The Fuse, Daredevil, Julius, Alex Ryder, the adaptation of Alan Moore's lost screenplay, Fashion Beast, and The Coldest City, uh, which the movie Atomic Blonde was based on. The best advice that I always give to uh, young creators of any kind, but especially writers, is you have to do the work. You know, writers write, artists draw, filmmakers shoot film. Don't just sit around talking about it or thinking about what you're going to do. You have to do it, and it won't be very good. And that's okay because you'll learn from it. And that's the other thing is you must finish projects because that's how you learn from them. You don't don't get halfway through something and then abandon it and start something else because you'll only get halfway through that and then abandon that and start something else. And, and you never learn that way. You can only learn and get better when you have finished a project and you're able to look at it and assess it as a whole thing. Because until it's finished, there's always a voice at the back of your mind that says, oh, I can fix it. Oh, all these problems, all these things that I can see are wrong with it. I can make them better in the last 20 pages or two minutes or whatever. And it's not true. It's never true. But if you think that, you won't be able to therefore critically look at those mistakes and think, how can I avoid them next time? So you must finish your projects, even if it's a 500-word short story, even if it's a one-page comic or a two-minute indie film. It doesn't matter. Make something, finish it learn from it, and make the next thing better. That's, that's life. That's work. That's what being a creator is. That's all there is to it. There is no secret, just hard work, perseverance, and trying to get better with every project. I'm a great believer that writer's block is simply fear. Writer's block is what happens when writers are afraid that what we write will not be as good as the perfect shining thing that we have imagined in our heads. Uh, and once you learn to get past that and realize that no, it won't, and it never will be, and that's okay, then writer's block is no longer really an issue. So it's a kind of a combination of the two things. I am quite disciplined. You know, I I write every day, I get up, I have a routine, I hit my word count, um, and I feel good about it. And I'm, you know, I'm very disciplined in that sense. On the other hand, you say, how do you, you know, find the the time and the, the passion to sort of do all these different things. My question to other creators is, how do you have the restraint not to want to do all of these things? We are here on this earth for such a short time. Why would you not want to do everything? Why would you not want to create as many things as you can, tell as many stories as you can, do as many things as you can in as wide a variety as possible? Because you know, tomorrow I could get run over by a bus and it's all, and that's the end of it. So yeah, got to do these things. Today's guest is Brandon T. Snyder. Brandon is the author of the award-winning Dark Knight Manual as seen in Entertainment Weekly, Time, Forbes, and Wired, 
as well as the Avengers Infinity War, the Cosmic Quest series. Additionally, he's written books featuring Cartoon Network favorites like Adventure Time and Regular Show, Marvel Spider-Man, and Black Panther, plus pop culture icons such as Justice League, Transformers, and The Muppets. Brandon has also written for and appeared on Comedy Central's Inside Amy Schumer. This is my advice. As you grow as a writer, learn to hold yourself accountable to the story that you're telling. I used to think, as a much younger writer, before I was ever published, when I was just writing for myself, I did think, like, sometimes this is brilliant and wonderful and this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this. That was back when I was just doing it for myself and I wasn't able to sit down and go, what's the story you want to tell? How are you telling it? Now, because of actual work obligations, I have to know the ins and outs of my story because people will say, what about that? And I have to be able to go to bat for that. So learning the skill of holding myself accountable for the story that I'm telling, um, is probably one of the most valuable skills and something that I'm still developing with an Avengers Infinity War Cosmic Quest book. I know that even the most minute choice that I make, whether that is a reference or a storytelling device or whatever it is, that somebody could turn around and go, no, or what? And that I would have to then say, this is the specific reason that that choice serves this whole story. And it's happened where I've done that and somebody said, oh, I see it. Okay, cool. And then it's gotten through. So as long as I keep doing that, holding myself accountable to the storytelling that I'm trying to accomplish, um, I feel like that's, that's probably a, a good piece of advice to give. Today's guest is Kelly Zekas. Kelly is a YA author known for These Vicious Masks, These Ruthless Deeds, These Vengeful Souls. She's also a New York University graduate and writes, acts, and reads in New York City. And she also has a co-author named Tarun. I know plenty of people who actually do both. They found that traditional publishing works for something, self-publishing works for something else. Um, and I think the, the the con is just that Amazon is the main, what's the main way to self-publish, I think. And they seem to be changing the platform constantly. I think it's really hard to keep up with the best way to, to do it all. Um, I mean, if you want to do everything yourself, if you're, if you're a good marketer of yourself, if you're, if you can figure out how to get the right covers and, you know, write the right copy for it. I mean, great, go for it. I'd consider it in the future for sure. But, um, you know, I, I've also, I've had a really good experience with traditional publishing, even though mine isn't super traditional, given that it was this unsolicited um, submission. Today's guest is Michelle Lavretta. Michelle is a television writer, showrunner, and creator of the shows Killjoys and Lost Girl. The privilege that we have as writers and never give this up, never let go of this power that you have in your heart. We make shit happen and they need us. They need our stories. They need it to make money. They need it to hire a cast. They need it for a director to have something to shoot. We are the fucking engine. So if you hold that in your heart and you realize that as long as you do the best that you can and you are a good person to work with, don't be a jerk because that'll cut out opportunities under your legs as it should. Um, but create the content. That's what you have control of. And then if you are able to get into the right circles, and that is obviously we can talk more about that's progression and a difficulty, right. but people are going to want your shit. Just hold that in your heart because it's, it's a really hard challenge until you get there. Today's guest is Dorian Karchmar. Dorian is a literary agent at William Morris Endeavor, one of the most important and highest profile talent agencies. Have patience. Do not send out your work before it's ready. It's the number one mistake that I see aspiring writers make. They are so involved with 
getting to the next level, quote unquote, they, they feel the pressures of their ego. Don't we all? I get it. They become very, very often, they're putting the desire, the need for ego gratification, which may be too simplistic way of saying it, but I trust people will know what I mean. They're putting that in front of the work. They're putting that before the work. And I would just say, it's going to sound strange to say, but I really believe this, and I've seen it borne out again and again and again, that it's really hard to find an agent if your project isn't that good yet. It's just really friggin' hard to find an agent, especially to find a really good one. It's really pretty easy to find an agent if the work is outstanding. There are just a lot of us, and we're all kind of looking for the same thing. That's the answer. The answer is put in the time and just shut out the noise that says it's got to be now, or my friend got a book deal, or I got a first draft, I should be finding an agent. Finding an agent is actually the last step. Today's guest is Jeremy Smith. Jeremy is the writer and producer of Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, Continuum, and Reboot, The Guardian Code. I just wrote and wrote and wrote. It's basically write and get people to read, write and read, write and read, and get people to give you honest feedback. Don't just get your mom to read your script or your friends to be like, oh, it's good. Like You want, you want brutal honesty because it's only going to make you better. And uh, the more people you have read your stuff and give their feedback, they'll start to become a trend of things that like, if you had 10 people read your stuff and eight people were confused about that one thing, clearly there's something wrong with that one thing. And it gets you to really break it down and, and either clarify it or fix it or, or change it completely. Those are the most important things for, a, for an early writer is, is write as much as you can, have people read and respond as much as you can. And get out there. Put yourself out there. Go to writing meetups. There's probably one in your city, wherever you are. We have them here. Like Writers just meet, and you get to be a part of the community and, and uh, you know, meet your fellow colleagues. And eventually, you know, if uh, you, your writing gets better and you get good and people like you, you're going to get a job. It's, it's that simple. Today's guest is Jeff Shara. Jeff is the author of 15 New York Times bestselling novels, including Gods and Generals and The Last Full Measure, which are the prequel and sequel to his father, Michael Shara's novel, The Killer Angels. In 2003, Warner Brothers made Gods and Generals into a movie by the same name that was a sequel to the 1993 film Gettysburg. First of all, one thing I've already emphasized, if you're going to do this, I don't care what you're writing about. I don't care if you're writing about your next door neighbor, your grandfather, your dog. I don't care what it is. You have to care about the story you want to tell. If you're not passionate about telling that story, why would anybody else want to read it? Number one. Number two, what I said before, what my father also taught, if you're going to do this, focus on telling, and again, I'm repeating myself, telling a good story. Don't teach a lesson. Don't do a nudge, nudge, wink, wink about politics. I mean, no, just tell a good story, no matter what it's about. You know, there, there's all kinds of other things. One of the things I tell people writing a novel, uh, and I've had this conversation often, if you're going to tell me a story of some historical thing, if you're going to write historical fiction, take me there. Don't just tell me what happened. Put me there. One of the 
best reviews of my father's book, of the Killer Angels I ever saw, said, the guy said, for the first time, I felt I knew what it smelled like. Wow. Yeah. Fabulous compliment. Okay. Keep that in mind. What does it smell like? You know, show what does it look like? What does it feel like? Don't just say, well, then, you know, then he went up the hill and then there was a house and he went in the house. No. You know, did he trip and fall? I mean, what did the grass smell like? What, what, what was the sky looking like? One thing I, I don't want to get anybody to do, because I had an editor try to do this to me once, what my father referred to, excuse the expression, verbal diarrhea. You know, don't load up your sentences with every adjective you could think of. Right. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> you know, it just clogs it up. Just put yourself there. You know, when I'm, when I've said this often, when I'm writing an, an historical scene between, I mean, you know, pick somebody, George Washington and, 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 and John Adams, or between George Patton and Dwight Eisenhower, I'm in the room. Put myself in the room, and then I just tell you what I see and hear. You know, that, you have to get to that point. I guess the, the, the cliche lesson that they teach in, in journalism school is show it, don't tell it. Well, that, that applies very definitely, especially to writing fiction. Show it, don't tell it. And that, you know, that's probably the best advice there is. This is the one question I get that I hate. When people ask me, what is the secret to writing a bestseller? <laughs> First of all, I have no idea. That I don't think there is one. But second of all, if that's your motivation, if you're going into this because you want to be J.K. Rowling or Stephen King, don't waste your time. You know, you, you have to have a passion for something other than making money. You know, it has to be something about the storytelling. Today's guest is Kyle Newman. Kyle is the author of Dungeons and Dragons, Art and Arcana, A Visual History. He's also a filmmaker whose directorial work includes Fanboys, uh, written by Ernie Klein, starring Kristen Bell and Seth Rogen, Barely Lethal, starring uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Haley Steinfeld, and Jessica Alba, and music videos for artists including Lana Del Rey and Taylor Swift. Kyle also produced the critically acclaimed documentary Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Absolute persistence. If you ever say, oh, we'll do another draft when somebody signs on, or we'll do a draft after, you're losing. You're going to lose. Do all the work you can immediately when it's in front of you. Don't put it off. If somebody's saying, do another draft, do another draft. Don't think about money. It's not about money. It's not about, am I getting paid for this step? Or just do the work. You know, there's so many projects where writers have kind of ruined that I've been collaborating with because they want to get that $5,000 to go do a draft. You're like, listen, nobody's getting paid on this. If it's great, we're going to make it. And if it's not, people aren't going to sign on to it. And you can't get the actor before you do the work. Sometimes you need to improve that draft. Sometimes you need to tailor a draft just to an actor. You do that work. You just keep doing it. You keep trying over and over and over. And you keep rewriting it until you feel like all your ideas are in there. And you don't put it off to another draft. You do it, even if it's a micro draft. I am always working. and I'm always expecting the writers I collaborate and work with to keep working. Because if you stop, then you're going to sink. So I just think it's diligence and persistence. And again, it's also, I go back to it, but it's just kindness. You know, collaborate with people, be thankful, be kind, just be excited that you're, you're getting to do what you love. And even if it never gets made, you wrote the script, you rewrote the script, you plotted it, you planned it in your head. And maybe that's all it's ever going to be. Sometimes there's so many projects that's happened to where I'm like, well, you know what? It's probably not going to get made, but I got to visualize it. I cook it through this process, became really close. And, you know, right now it's not going to happen. 
So it's not the end of the world. Maybe I'll revisit it, but at least you went through that process. Even if you're an actor and you go on an audition and you don't get the part, go in there and play that part. That's your part for those 10 minutes while you're auditioning. Go own it. And you played it. You know, did anyone see it? Maybe not, but you got a chance to go do it. So go own it like that. Go treat it like that. So I'm always about just putting the work in tirelessly. And if people aren't down for that, then they're just not going to succeed. Today's guest is Carrie Drake. Carrie is a professional television writer known for Netflix's Lost in Space and Netflix's Dark Crystal, among many others. I would say three things. One is read, 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 which I'm sure every other writer you've had on, and I know I've listened to some of your podcasts and they've said the same thing, so I'm just going (laughs) to steal it. It's really good advice. Read. Um, I was reading um, Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders um, over the break, and I hadn't read it uh, obviously before, and I know it's about a year and a half old, but it's such a good book and it's so magical and so interesting and quirky. And it really sort of opened up my brain to be thinking in new ways about how I tell stories. So I would say read. And number two, write, 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 write. You know, the only way you're going to get better as a writer is if you write. Um, And then three, also um, in all your copious amounts of extra time that we don't have as writers, get out there and experience some life. I think that um, whether it's travel or being a part of an organization that gives back or putting yourself in a situation you wouldn't normally be in, I think it's really important to live life and meet other people with other worldviews because it constantly informs how you are creating. Today's guest is Dom Monahan. Dom is a writer of poetry and actor known for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Lost, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and the upcoming Star Wars Episode Nine. He's also the host of Wild Things with Dominic Monaghan. You know, you have to really want it. Like, I think we hear about the loud stories about actors we hear about the george clooney's and the brad pitts and the tom cruises that you know they live in multi-million dollar houses and they marry beautiful women and you know they do amazing jobs and travel the world and that's great but that that's not the main story that's just the loud story the main story about actors is one of toil and unemployment and not a huge amount of work and struggle and strife and you have to really want it you know it comes at a great cost to relationships in your life whether that's your parents or your siblings or your partner, it really is an overwhelming job. So on a Monday, you might not have a job. And on a Wednesday, you're flying to New Zealand for two years. I mean, that literally happened to me. And you have to just be selfish and make selfish decisions. And obviously that can cause, you know, minor tremors through your existence, you know. So I think I give talks quite a lot in schools and universities and you know, I just, I try and break the myth of what it means to be an actor. I mean, maybe people look at me and go, oh, he's that guy from Lord of the Rings. His life must be amazing. And my life is amazing, but, you know, I still get toothache. I still have to go down to the grocery store and, you know, buy fruit that rots in my fridge. And I still have good days and bad days. And I think people think nowadays there's this strange thing about fame that, you know, if you're famous, everything's fine. But that's really not the case for a lot of people. And in terms of specifically being an actor, you uh, you need to explore that craft. You know, you need to explore the people who you admire. If you're a big fan of Tilda Swinton or you're a big fan of De Niro or, or Ryan Gosling or Glenn Close, watch that actor. How are they doing that thing? What's their style? Why are they good at it? Study, study, study. If you're at school, ask your teacher to put on a play. If they won't put on a play, find a local youth theater. 
join that, make the mistakes while you're young so that when you're 18, you don't need to be making those mistakes and just, just get good at it. You know, I mean, every, the reason why Picasso is Picasso is because he's a profound artist. It's the same for any artist that's at the top of their game. I mean, I mean, sure, DiCaprio's a good-looking guy and, you know, he's got all his features in the right place. He's also a fantastic actor. That's the reason that he's the top of his game. That's the same for any poet, any painter, any writer, any teacher. You know, if you're at the best school in the world and you're teaching science, it's probably because you're the best science teacher in the world or certainly one of them. So work out what you want to do and just attack it. Today's guest is Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan is the director of Star Trek First Contact, Star Trek Insurrection, episodes of several Star Trek TV series, the Orville, producer of The Librarians and Roswell, and an actor best known for his portrayal of Commander William T. Riker in Star Trek The Next Generation and its subsequent films. Honor the script, prepare, make sure you understand the intention of the writer, even though you may believe that you understand it, ask so that you don't misunderstand or don't miss some something that the writer feels obvious listen to your heart when uh, you're watching a scene and if you feel something even if you don't understand intellectually why you didn't like it don't be afraid to do another take if you think oh maybe i have it maybe you don't and don't direct don't give actors notes if you don't have notes to give them just because you feel like you need to say something to them you can be always be encouraging but never Overdirect, or feel that oh, I've got to show them that I'm directing by changing something that is not broken, and um, wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> I meditate. I meditate at uh, lunch so that I come back energized after everyone's going into a meat coma about two or three hours after lunch. Um, yeah, those are a few things that I pass along. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic a childhood favourite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favourite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favourite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth podcast network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favourite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickr and Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre, and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickr and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. Today's guest is Rodney Barnes. Rodney is a screenwriter and producer who has written and produced The Boondocks, My Wife and Kids, Everybody Hates Chris, those Who Can't, Marvel's Runaways, Stars, American Gods, and he is currently the co-executive producer of Hulu's Wu-Tang and American Saga. Write your own stuff. Refine your own stuff. Again, I think original material is key. A lot of writers talk to me. They're looking for like a magic answer, and the one that I give them never seems to be, never seem to be pleased with this one. And it's always keep writing because it feels like if you don't have someone there validating you or giving you money for it or giving you a job, it feels like sometimes, why am I doing this? Unless you really enjoy the process of writing. I think the more evolved 
you can make your writing, the more refined you can make your voice, the more confidence you can build in your work, the more opportunities come your way. And I wish I had written more. There was a period in my life between teens and early 20s where I didn't do any writing. And I wish I had because I think I'd be better even today. A lot of the stuff that I'm doing now, I could have been doing earlier. But I think I got so caught up in looking for, I need an agent, I need this, I need that, I need it. You know, I was looking outside of myself for something that really existed inside of myself. And I wish I had developed me more. So I think developing your ability to write brings out a certain confidence so that when the opportunity comes, you're ready. Because the worst thing is when you get an opportunity and you're not ready for it, and you got to start back again at the end of the line. So I think writing, continuously writing, is the best advice that I can give. Today's guest is Jason Burke. Jason is a contributor at Dorkside of the Force and Fansided, and formerly a contributor and feature columnist on Bleacher Report. I have learned that, you know, when I was younger, even though I thought I was was pretty good at it, I think I was always scared of... uh, I think a lot of people, no matter what it is, are, are kind of scared to do what they want to do, right? So I think I've, it's kind of helped me grow past that. And it's also helped me in a lot of ways not to worry about what somebody thinks. And, you know, like what I mean, like I, I remember writing that first article and um, <laughs> and for some reason I thought, you know, it was going to open up this dialogue. And I remember seeing, you know, one of the first comments when I talked about The Last Jedi was uh, somebody trying to tell me I was trying to sell some kind of leftist agenda. And I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> it's like, and then just like, you know, a couple curses followed by that. But, you know, you can get past all that. I think a lot of people are scared of whatever the opinion is of someone else. And uh, it holds us back. And um, I think you just got to grind through it. I think you just got to do it. And then if you put out a product you're happy with, it doesn't matter what the opinion is. Or, you know, what? it just helped me just to say, you know, what? I didn't know if I could do this, but I did it. And then you take the next hurdle. So uh, it's been very important in my life. You know, it's definitely helped me in all the whole scope of my life and definitely something I wouldn't give up. But if I was going to say something to somebody, I'd say just do what you got to do. Don't care about what anybody thinks. And maybe not care about what you think. Just keep going with it. Just keep pushing. And and you'll get somewhere. Today's guest is Chris Baker. Chris is a writer and games industry professional, currently working as lead writer on the video game Operencia, The Stolen Sun. Previously, Chris worked on projects for Marvel, LucasArts, official U.S. PlayStation magazine, including the production of blockbuster titles such as Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, 5 Spider-Man games, Marvel Pinball and the promotion of LEGO Star Wars 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. That's more than 40 titles total and over 100 SKUs. And he also wrote the book Wrong Retro Games, You Messed Up, Our Comic Book Heroes. Yeah, you know, it's... My career has been so weird because <laughs> I've I've been I've done so many different types of things and, and bounced around to all these like really jobs I'm I can't believe I've had like Marvel and Lucasfilm it's like it doesn't get much better than that but uh, you know I I would say you know just whoever you meet 
just be nice. And, you know, even if you never meet them in person, you know, say interesting things on Twitter, say, you know, like comment on their YouTube videos or, or whatever, and, and, and be someone who's saying interesting things that are not annoying. And then eventually they will know who you are. And then maybe they can help you out in, in moving forward in your own goals, whatever those may be. There's a former intern of mine when I worked at Marvel, who that's exactly what he did. And I knew who he was. And he introduced himself to me after a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, oh, okay, I know your face now. And then a year later, we needed our intern. And he was like, hey, I'm available. And I was like, I know who you are. I know you're smart. I know you know your stuff. I barely even need to interview you a little bit. Let's do that as a formality. And so he was our intern. And then eventually, he would work for Marvel for a little bit. And then eventually, he would go on to work on the game Marvel Heroes. And now he works at Blizzard on Hearthstone. So, you know, he's been very successful. And I've had other people I've worked with kind of similar experiences. So be nice, say interesting things. Today's guest is Mike Barron. Mike is the creator of Nexus with artist Steve Rude and Badger, two of the longest lasting independent superhero comics. First, Slash Devil's Do is publishing all new Badger stories. Barron has won two Eisners and an Inkpot Award and written The Punisher, Flash, Dead Man, and Star Wars, among many other titles. Mike has also published seven novels. Banshees, Domain, Helmet Head, Whack Job, Biker, Sons of Privilege, and Scorpio. In 2017, Liberty Island published all six Bad Road Rising novels, including Biker, which is available now. Mike has also written for The Boston Phoenix, Boston Globe, We, Fusion, Cream, Isthmus, Front Page Mag, and Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine. He lives in Colorado with his wife, Anne, and some dogs, and he also has an upcoming book called Disco. Well, it's three things. Okay. And the first is your job is to entertain and keep that foremost when you're writing. The second thing is to show, don't tell, which sounds simple, but is really quite complex in execution. And the third is to be original. And that means don't repeat what other people say. Come up with your own language. Now, you know, they say there are no new ideas under the sun and that there are only seven basic plots, which may be, but we're all unique human beings with experiences. And if we draw on our own experiences and thoughts, uh, then we can make that work unique as well, unique in language, if nothing else. Today's guest is David Hayter. David is the director of Wolves and the writer of the films X-Men, X2, and Watchmen, among others. And he's also just finished writing the first season of Warrior Nun coming out on Netflix. The thing I did not realize, this is... This is a very easy question for me. I, this is, above all, the one element I did not realize was if you are going to survive as a working screenwriter, the sheer amount of work that you will do that never gets seen, the number of projects you write that just don't go, get thrown in the trash, the, the amount I, I've written, I feel like. I've written at least as many films, TV shows as Stephen King has written books. And yet all of his books are made and people <laughs> get to enjoy them. Maybe 8 to 10% of what I've written has made it to the screen, been seen by anybody. And that's not a bad ratio. 
you know, my agents are like, well, look, eight to 10%, that's huge. But it's so grueling and soul killing to see script after script after script just tossed. And you just have to deal with it. You have to live with it. And you have to keep going back to work with the same level of fire and commitment, or you won't survive. And so my piece of advice is for anybody who's screenwriting, and they've written one script, and they think my whole career hinges on this. Um, that's a recipe for failure. You need to write your first script, write your second script, write your third script, go back, re-edit your first, second, and third scripts, and then and just keep doing it. And if you cannot produce that level of output, um, it will be very difficult for you to survive once you find success. Because if you find success, if you're fortunate enough to do so, and I hope you do, you are going to hit the ground running and you are suddenly going to be working on five different things at once and maybe one of them will get made. That's the reality. Today's guest is Beth Schwartz. Beth is the showrunner and executive producer of CW's Arrow. She's also written for Legends of Tomorrow, Heart of Dixie, Brothers and Sisters, and What About Brian? Yeah, I think um, what set me up for success, and at the time I was so angry about, <laughs> um, was I was a writer's assistant for five different shows before... I became staff and I had written probably I think somewhere close to like nine freelance scripts before I got staff, which was always, you know, everyone was always shocked when they heard that. And I think being in so many different rooms, seeing so many amazing writers, including Greg, um, break story, which is how I learned how to break story taught me so much. And I didn't even realize it. And I think that experience was so valuable. And it's also what I think, you know, made me or made me such a successful writer on staff, and then made me prepared to be a successful showrunner. Today's guest is Brian Silliman. Brian is an actor and a writer of plays, including The Magic of Mrs. Crowling, also musical stories and a book in progress. He's also a reporter and a writer for Sci-Fi Wire. I'd say the o overall theme that has kind of gone with my, my acting my, and, and every kind of writing I do in every way, I'd say be bold. It's be bold and make strong choices. And, you know, in, in whatever artistic thing you're doing, I would rather watch something that makes big, big choices and fails completely at it and watch something that doesn't even try and is just kind of okay. You know, if you're going to fail, fail big. You know, that's, and I, I, I'm sure there are many that would disagree with that. But it's like, for one thing, that's what a rehearsal room is for as an actor. You know, try everything and just, you know, and, and I do. And that's why, you know, that's why I, I also should, should really never direct. Because I should never be in a position where I have any kind of power over <laughs> Or any kind of final cut, because every time I have things get weird, because I find some things funny, or I'm just being a jerk. I'm like, I'm putting that in. I'm, yeah, because I'm just cra kind of crazy that way, and it's um, and and that's the problem <laughs> directly. You can just, I'm like, wait, no one's gonna stop me. It's like okay, and you know, so I should I should never ever have that kind of power. 
and so, so with, with with an acting choice or whatever, you know, don't don't be tim- unless I'm not saying if the if you're playing, you know, a timid character, you know, don't scream anyway. It's not what I'm saying. It's just like do it, do it full out, and and make a make a strong choice and commit to it. And the same with the same with writing. You know, if you have a story you believe in, it's like I'm using a baseball metaphor, but sw- you know, swing for the fences. You know, it's so apt. And you know, the 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 stuff that I love watching, the stuff that really excites me and and inspired me early on, were all things that did that. Were you know, plays that did that and movies. I remember I was talking about this just last night. I remember the first time I went, I watched the movie being John Malkovich. And, um, it's the first time I ever saw anything of Charlie Kaufman's work and talk about a, a writer who makes bold choices. I mean, that, it's insane what he does. And this is before I'd ever read Vonnegut or really got into, you know, some of these sci-fi heavy hitters, you know, but, I watched that movie and I was like, I didn't know you were allowed to do that. That was the thought I had. And I was like, I didn't know movies could be like that. I didn't know they were allowed to be like that. And that changed forever the way I look at movies. And I was like, oh my God, there are all these other movies that are like that. It's like, I had no, you have no idea. Today's guest is Tim Woods. Tim is a professional game master who was recently featured in Wired. He's also a writer, teacher, bard, and storyteller. What's funny is uh, that is the thing I really have to contend with was the, is the idea of I can imagine, oh, I really want this character to like achieve victory in this particular way so that it fits in with the theme of their redemption story. But not only can I not predict what they'll do, or necessarily always like what you know the monsters and stuff are going to do, in theory I have more control over that, I certainly can control what the dice rolls are going to be. And to me, that is the coolest thing, is very often I still get these incredible stories coming out of my game. Not because I designed it that way, but because the right dice roll at the right moment will all of a sudden make the story go in this amazing direction. And then very often it'll be something where one player or myself will go, oh my god, and of course as they're dying they say this, and it's the perfect way for that character to die or something like that. And in really the organic storytelling is so satisfying because everyone knows we didn't mean for it to necessarily happen this way, but it did. And now it's like, you know, it, the story told itself as it were. Today's guest is Calixto Chinchilla. Calixto is the founder and executive director of the New York Latino Film Festival presented by HBO. This has all been a dream. Like, this was not in the cards. It was a crazy ass dream to do a festival. And I think. I had no instruction. I really didn't have like a big business. I don't think anybody else did. It wasn't, it literally was rooted in a dream. And I think for me, there's no book. There's some books now, you know, you could Google it. But if you realize, even Google just turned, what, 20? <laughs> so all of it was kind of new. So I urge people to research to don't be afraid of network. You never know, like, who you can, like, even if it's the biggest name, like, network. I remember begging Richard Benya, you know, that, who was at Film Society at, at the time, but as you know, he was, like, the director for the New York Film Festival. This man is, like, kind of untouchable. 
And I literally begged this man, like, I had nothing. I had no name, like, nothing, just to talk to him. And he gave me, like, 15 minutes, maybe less. And that meant a lot to me, just like, you know. And I'm coming to this guy who's been there, done. I'm like, hey, I'm going to start a film festival. Get ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, what? So I think you never know who you, who, you know, just talk to people, network and build. You know, and over time, hey, I've, I've spoken to Richard's classes at, at, at Columbia. So you never know what what comes off. Discount no one. Discount no one. You never know. And be sharp in your intuition. Life experience kind of teaches you that, but, you know, read, be intuitive, learn, be open. And for me, that, that kind of keeps you grounded even to this day. You know, I don't think I, I stay curious. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't want to know all the answers. And I think that that's what kind of keeps me open to this day is I'm, I'm still curious. I'm still excited. If they're not excited to do this, I'll stop. Today's guest is Amy Holden Jones. Amy is a screenwriter of Mystic Pizza, Beethoven, Indecent Proposal, among many other features and the creator, EP, writer of The Resident for Fox TV, and also the creator of Black Box on ABC. Well, it depends what they're trying to do. It's all different these days. If you're trying to write an independent feature, you have a much easier road to hoe than I did, You and you, or direct. You can write it and start shooting it on your cell phone. You know, you can, you can get... When I did Slumber Party Massacre, I was 26 years old when I started, 27 when I finished. And I was a successful editor already, and I didn't want to be typed into that. I was supposed to cut E.T., but it kept being pushed back. So I had never really written anything, and I got the script for a show called Don't Open the Door, which Roger Corman had. It was a low-budget filmmaker, exploitation filmmaker, a famous one, and um, did the first six pages on film. And I got access to a cinematographer and a camera because I'm married to one, and my next-door neighbor was a sound man. And I got actors from, you know, UCLA who were studying acting. And we did the first eight pages of the script, which I had rewritten in our living room. And I put it together on a friend's cam at night and I put tracks on it and dropped it off to Roger Corman. And he hired me to do the rest of the movie. And that became from the party massacre. All of a sudden I was director and I backed out of E.T. Now the script didn't work on any level when I read the rest of it, so I had to rewrite it, which I did, and that was the first thing that I wrote. And Roger was the first person to tell me, you can do this, you can write. And uh, today, it would be much easier. You can do anything and shoot it on your own if you have the initiative. It doesn't cost anything to shoot digital, to cut on your own laptop. You can end up at a film festival. You can make short films on YouTube if you have that passion. And if you don't and you want to write, then you pair with somebody who does and start turning out films. Our post-production supervisor, Sam Friedlander, has been making great YouTube stuff for quite a while, and he just did this, and he just won the Santa Barbara Film Festival. And he'll be, I hope, directing an episode for us next season as a result, but he should be able to make it as an independent filmmaker now. He's not wealthy. It's because digital is cheap now. You can do it on your own. It wasn't cheap before. Today's guests are Joshua Pruitt and Scott Peterson. Joshua is an Emmy and Annie Award-nominated TV writer of Phineas and Ferb, Milo Murphy's Law, Mystery Science Theater, and the upcoming 
Netflix, The Last Kids on Earth. Scott Peterson is an Emmy-nominated executive producer and showrunner of also the upcoming Netflix's The Last Kids on Earth. These guys are both co-authors of the book, Shipwreckers, The Curse of the Cursed Temple of Curses, or We Nearly Died a Lot. I'll say two things. One is write, which everybody says, but you just have to write, 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 write. One of the things, I don't remember who said it, but it's like, the worst thing written is better than the best thing unwritten. Meaning if it's, if it's in your head, it doesn't do any good to anybody. So even if it's on paper and it's not perfect, it exists now. It's something. You can show it to somebody. And the other thing, which we said earlier, is, is to feel free to write crap. You don't have to always sit there and write the best sentence on that blank piece of paper. Start out with something else and go back and fix it. You can edit it later. Yeah. And the only thing I would add is that, you know, it, as long as you know you're doing your best, you have to find the right audience. I've had multiple times in my career where depends on who's looking. You know, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you know, don't – I just read this recently. It's like, you know, don't put a lot of faith in someone's advice who or opinion who you would never ask their advice. You know, if, if you would never go to that person to get feedback, it's like, you know, maybe don't take everything they say at face value. You know, I've had lots of opportunities where I've done what I thought was my best work and people didn't react positively to it until I showed it to the right person. You know, uh, the experience I'm having with my current book right now, like, I've got to find the right fit. We were lucky with Shipwreckers that Brittany got it. And we pitched her other stuff that she didn't respond to. So not everyone is going to get everything that you do. Part of the work is finishing it and then finding the right fit, finding the right audience, finding that person who loves it or falls in love with it or cares about it the way that you do. And that takes a lot of time. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.